At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're set on second and ten. Gets the snap. Spins hands to Chuck. Runs up the middle. Breaks a tackle with the ten. The five. On the high score. Touchdown. Nick Chubb. That may be the nail in the coffin. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. I am Jay Croucher. Welcome back from Buffalo. Thank you. Matthew Berry. Thank good to you have very you back. Much. It's good to be back. Good to be seen. How was your Halloween? Uh, better than the Browns. Yeah. Uh, better than the Bengals, I should say. The Browns had a great Halloween. Better than the Bengals, I should say. Uh, my Halloween was great, yeah. honestly. You're like, a big Halloween guy? I, you know what? I'm not, but okay. I'm, I'm a big kids guy. You yeah. know, I love my kids, and my kids love Halloween, so therefore, yeah. So I, uh, I, got, I was there all day in Buffalo on Sunday. Did the did fantasy football pregame with you, and then we watched the games. Then I did football night in America. Then I did the postgame show, Sunday night postgame show on Peacock. And so, probably didn't get back to my hotel by like two a.m. Right. on a seven eight. You know, finally <laughs> try to fall asleep, get back seven a.m. flight uh, to try to get back to make sure I could take my kids trick or treating last night. We did in fact trick or treat last night, and we didn't just hit my neighborhood. I don't know how you <laughs> feel about this. I wasn't sure about this, but you know, you're playing away kids. Game. What? You playing away game? Yeah. Oh, my kids want to go to other neighborhoods. Okay. Oh, my friend said to come to this neighborhood. My friend said, well, you know, my daughter's just turned eleven. Yeah. So I don't know how many more years I have of them wanting me to take them around. So anyway, I think we hit like every neighborhood. Well, you hit like how, three or how four long different are we neighborhoods. Talking? How many hours? We did like we we did a little over two hours, two and a half okay. hours, which is that's a long time here. And you see, there here's a picture. Of uh, of me and my kids, and look at look wow, at they're, the they're, both my daughters are they went as uh, they went as cowgirls obviously, and they are both um, leaning their bags of candy on my shoulder. Those are those are pillowcases. <laughs> I mean, just like it's un you know. Um, so there you go. Those are my daughters That's right a there. Hard and work. like it's I like, I mean like I mean like I don't know. I literally think every piece of candy in the eastern seaboard are in those two bags. It was un. Believable. How about you? You have a good Halloween? I had a great Halloween. Yeah, it's one of the best things about being in America is you get Halloween. We don't do it in Australia. It's no? a big, big, big miss by Australia. But did you, uh, did you dress up as a kangaroo? Uh, no, I didn't. I originally was going to go as Barney, the okay. dinosaur. But uh, my two-year-old, she saw that the four-year-old was wearing an Elsa from Frozen dress. Sure, sure. Thus, 
binned Barney, whole big thing. Barney he could out. have gone as Sven. Yeah, could have gone as Sven. So this is what. So could I have gone as Kristoff. Yeah. In the end, like you, I didn't dress up. I'm wearing a Minnesota Timberwolves hoodie there. Uh, so yeah, that's the scariest it gets. The Minnesota Timberwolves slightly underperforming defense through seven games right. in the NBA. But yeah, a bit of Elsa from Frozen. Baby Rio when it's a skeleton. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, it was good. It's a really good part of America, Halloween. Yeah. It's well, one of those just, fun and you clearly just moved into your house. You guys yeah. are still, uh, <laughs> exactly. still sparse there. <laughs> yeah. um, but you did find time to... Uh, all right, that's good. Yeah. That's fine. It was fun. Now, speaking of How sparse, many times have you seen Frozen, by the way? Uh, lit- like 278. I yeah. mean, like, when you are the father of daughters, yes. at some point you will go through a frozen phase. It's It's been ongoing for what feels like two years now. I mean, I'm, I, I, am, I, I had that phase for many, many yeah, years. Jay, Jay, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah, I'm not afraid of the cold anymore. No, as no yeah. nor, nor should you be. Someone who is afraid of the cold, apparently, Joe Burrow, afraid of the Cleveland uh, Browns, pass rushing yeah. cold because he got wrecked last night. Dude. Let's get into some Monday night takeaways and I think the big one is that that offensive line in Cincinnati just is not fixed at all looked like it might have been and just the disaster all around fantasy wise for the Bengals he was under pressure constantly 25% of his dropbacks versus the Browns and honestly it should have been more but he just kept dumping it off very very quickly which is one of the reasons why Joe Mixon had more targets than rush attempts in this game like and it didn't feel like it was designed you know, and I think people were like, I think people are going to look at this game, or if they look at the box score of the Jay, they'll be like, oh, oh, they really missed Jamar Chase. And make no mistake, not having Jamar Chase hurts, but honestly, like, not having an offensive line hurts. Like, they're not going to face a defensive line as good as the Browns every game. Next week, they are on a bye, so they have some time to regroup, and then they're at Miami, at Buffalo, home to Tampa Bay. But it's not like it's suddenly easy. Like, I mean, you know, the Bills obviously have an amazing defensive line. The Buccaneers, that's one of the few things that's going right for Tampa Bay. Miami's no slouch. You know, so the Bengals got to get this fixed and quick over the bye week because Joe Burrow was constantly under pressure, and as a result, his plays weren't getting down. Uh, plays plays weren't developing downfield. It was really a weird one here, as you see on your screen, in terms of who the top receivers were. Now, T. Higgins, 3 for 49 on a touchdown on six targets. He basically bails you out with a junk time touchdown, Jay. Yeah, he did. Hayden Hurst delivered. He goes over. That was Connor's prop yesterday. Nice. He goes 4 for 42. Tyler Boyd. 38 yards, only three receptions, but again, does get the touchdown, which helps salvage it a little bit. Joe Mixon, maybe the biggest disappointment of all, thought that he would run rampant over that Cleveland Browns rushing defense, which has been terrible all year, but he did nothing. Uh, Though he did get involved a little bit uh, in the passing game, but again, those were dump-offs because Burrow had no time. I don't think Jamal Chase would have mattered last night. He's not getting open deep in 2.1 seconds. I don't think he would. By the way... I'm a moron. This is what happens when you travel all day and then you, you immediately get off the plane and then you, you know, take your daughter's trick-or-treating and then you steal her candy and you're on a sugar high. So um, I completely messed that up. The Browns are on a buy. No, no, the Bengals. I apologize. Just clean this up. The Bengals actually are home to Carolina, right. which in the, theory... The frisky Carolina the, Panthers. They are, they are certainly frisky. And then they have a buy. Then they're at the Steelers at Tennessee. So it's an easier schedule for them. The schedule I read before, that's actually the Browns. I mixed that up in my head. That's my mistake. Um, and I would love to throw somebody under the bus. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, man. it's entirely me. It's that one's all on me. I'm a middle. moron. It is what it is. If, you've, if this is not your first time watching the show, you're well aware of that anyway. So anyway, the Bengals still got to get the – regardless of who they're playing, they still have to fix this offensive line, Jay, because it hasn't really um, helped any of them. 
if there was anything positive here, it was that we did see more of Tyler Boyd. We yep. thought his role would increase with Jamar Chase uh, out, and it did. He ran around on 76% of his snaps. He was second in targets among the Bengals' wide receivers, which is what we expected here as well. Like, he got a touchdown in this one, three for 38. Again, the whole offense was just sort of bad yes. in this one, but I think you – you know, to the extent you can be encouraged by anything from last night out of the Bengals, I think you have to be encouraged by Tyler Boyd's usage in the absence of Jamar Chase. Yep. Let's talk about Joe Burrow, who did not have a great game naturally with the context. He goes 232 yards, two touchdowns. He does get that to salvage it a little bit late, but throws the pick, loses a fumble. Is there concern about Joe Burrow behind this offensive line, particularly these next few weeks without Jamar Chase? You know what? Um, it's, it's less concern and more of an eyebrow raise. I mean, you just see here, right, right as, you're, as you're watching the footage here, I mean, just he's got no time to throw. He's got no time to throw. He's doing the thriller right there. <laughs> right? Um, uh, so, anyway, I mean, he just, he's constantly under pressure, uh, not getting any kind of protection. They're going to have to clean that up. Uh, you know, like, the Browns had a good defensive game plan for him. Like, give credit where credit is due, you know. Uh, they did a lot of stunts, a lot of blitzes. Um, sometimes they were able to get pressure with four. Like, mix, they mixed up their lick, looks quite a bit in this one as well. Here's what I will say about Joe Burrow, though, right? And he, it was ugly, right? 150 yards uh, in, in the first three quarters. Again, he, he sort of padded his stats in the fourth time and sort of junk time. But this is his fewest fantasy points in a game this season. If he doesn't do it at home against Carolina, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? But, like, Marcus Mariota had a field day against them last week. I'm willing to give it one week. I'm not panicking yet. Eyebrow is raised. But, no, I'm still starting Joe Burrow against Carolina next week. It's not like he had a great offensive line last year. It was arguably even worse in terms of personnel. And he was still able to do what he did uh, in the second half of the season. Now, he, he did lead the league in sacks last year. I think a lot of them were on him. Last night was not on him. No. Like he was just Miles Garrett. He's not going to have to face Miles Garrett every week, who is maybe the best pass rusher in the league. Uh, but certainly some concerns and a bit more uncertainty around Burrow's performance than coming into last night. Yeah, I mean, look, T. Higgins, wide receiver 23, ends, ends week 8 as wide receiver 23. Tyler Boyd ends the week as wide receiver 28. None of that's ideal. But you're like, in a game in which the Bengals couldn't really move the ball at all for you know the first three quarters and then a little bit of junk time, for them both to finish as top 30 wide wide receivers, you'll sort of take that. Both obviously helped by their touchdowns, but the fact of the matter is is that, you know, touchdowns count. I think better days are ahead for the entire Bengals passing offense against the Carolina Panthers. Joe Mixon is a... (laughs) What are you going to say here? Choose words carefully. He's a... You know what he is? He's a fancier Ezekiel Elliott. He's a touchdown-dependent, volume-dependent RB2 is what he is. So Joe Mixon in this one, he winds up as running back 24 for the week. For the season, on a fantasy points-per-game basis, he's running back 17. The volume has been there. The efficiency and the scoring has not, Jay. And nothing we saw from last night makes you feel like, oh, yeah, that's definitely coming. Yeah, I mean, we're two months into the season now. You can't write this off as a small sample through three weeks or anything. Like, this is just Joe Mixon's reality at the moment. The, the offensive line just isn't good enough. The scheme isn't getting him open. His value is really going to come from these dump-offs because of how bad the offensive line is. You don't like that. but let's... Like, And by the way, I mean, like, so Carolina by at Pittsburgh at Tennessee, you know, there's no defense on there that truly, truly scares you, but there's also no defense on there you're like, oh, that's no, a... Titans in particular have a really good rushing defense, I think. Yeah, that... exactly. I was just going to say, over the last four weeks, the Titans are the, the number one defense in the NFL. Carolina's actually the, the 13th best run defense over the last four weeks. Like, they've actually played, you know, 
kind of plucky here and look whatever the, St- the Steelers are bad but maybe by the time they play uh, Cincinnati they um, they get a little help they get a little healthier you know and uh, yeah maybe Watt is back and so it's like a, it's a Jonathan Taylor situation where you, like you obviously you have to start Jonathan Taylor you have to start Joe Mixon every single week but certainly you're not feeling great about it now let's flick over to Cleveland and talk about uh, some better things, like Amari Cooper. But first, let's hear from Amari Cooper talking about his one bad moment on the night. What happened on that grow? It was an abomination, really. <laughs> um, it just kept running through my mind, like, okay, if he's not open, throw it away. I didn't really realize how hard it was to throw the ball away because that's what I tried to do. Like, I did not try to throw it to him, but I was trying to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage and... I looked up. It was another guy's hands. <laughs> it was terrible, man. Uh, yeah, don't don't have me throwing too many more passes out there. Jacoby said it's already out of the playbook. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to stick to getting open. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There you go. I'm just going to stick to getting open. Well, he did that early and, and often it is. last night. Oh, he's under the pressure. Pass. Oh, no. He's under pressure. Oh, wow. he throws a pick. Is that Amari Cooper or Zach Wilson out there? Yeah, oh, man. Dad. Wow. Wow. Uh, Amari Shots Cooper just fired. It. Meanwhile, but, here's Jacoby Brissett finding Amari Cooper wide open. That's more like it. This is more like it. This is more what we've seen uh, quite a bit. We're familiar it's with this, touchdown. as are the fans in Cleveland, because when he's at home in Cleveland, Amari Cooper is the greatest wide receiver <laughs> of all time. Yeah, it's, it's the Cooper, is, Bryce, Moss. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. This is I mean, the here one, he is. He just, What a catch. Just unbelievable catch. He beats two guys downfield. To ice the game. To just absolutely ice the game. Great catch kind of by a uh, shoestring catch there down the field. The fact of the matter is, as you see it here on your screen, the home road splits are remarkable. It's throughout his career, but even more stark this year. When he's at home this year, he's averaging over 90 receiving yards a game, over six receptions a game. He's got five touchdowns uh, in the uh, – uh, he's got five touchdowns at home, at home, and he's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. Then on the road, he has not scored. He's averaging under 35 receptions a game, under three receptions, under 30, under 35 receiving yards a game, under three receptions a game, uh, and 5.7 fantasy points per game yeah. is Whoa. what he averages on the road. Now, worth noting, his next three games. I'm getting the schedule right. Bye, at Miami. At Buffalo, yeah. the NFL trade deadline is 4 o'clock today. The fantasy trade line is still a few weeks away. But given how stark the, uh, the home road splits are, and given the fact that you're not going to be able to – you shouldn't use him. You're probably still going to have to roll him out there. But I'm just sitting here. If somebody's not really aware of the home road splits, they're just – and they're off the Monday night game. It's an island game. Everyone's watching. He made a bunch of big plays here. Are you selling high on Amari Cooper? Because I am. Yeah. If I need to if – if I'm sitting here – we head into week nine. If I'm four and four, you know, like and I'm sitting here, I'm three and five, and I'm like, look, I got to win. There's a couple of teams that are really dominating. I need – I can't screw around for the playoffs. Like, I need to win the next three weeks. I need to go at least two and one over the next three weeks. I think Amari Cooper, who isn't really going to be usable until the Tampa Bay game, and you still don't even love that matchup, yep. right, because their secondary will be healthy by then. I don't know. I agree. And I think the thing with the Cooper has always been that Deshaun Watson is coming. He's coming for the back half for the fantasy playoffs. He's going to be there, and it's going to get better. Well, I don't think it is going to get better, because how much better can it get than it is right now with Jacoby Brissett? I don't think for him that that's going to mean a meaningful uptick. And then when you look at the road games upcoming, I would try and sell high on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not just giving him away, but he's, you know, on the season, 
Amari Cooper is the eighth best wide receiver in fantasy. He's wide receiver 16 on a points per game basis. You know, he's been healthy, which has helped him as well. So for me, yeah, I mean, like, try to sell him as a top 10 wide receiver. Again, yep. he's wide receiver eight on the season. Yep. Uh, if I could get something that would help me over the next three weeks, you know, in a, in a big way, I'm absolutely selling uh, Amari Cooper um, uh, here uh, as well. The other thing that I think is interesting, uh, Jay, is that, you know, we think about Deshaun Watson, and everyone thinks, oh, Deshaun Watson's going to be awesome. Like, just imagine. If he's doing this yeah. with Jacoby Brissett, imagine when he gets Deshaun Watson. We have no idea what Deshaun Watson's going to play like. He looked terrible in the pre-season. Terrible. Yeah. And he hasn't played real football in over two years now. Yeah. And so, and by the way, if you look at this Bengals schedule, I'm sorry, if you look at the Brown, I keep screwing this up. Whatever, <laughs> two Cincinnati teams, two, two Ohio teams, two orange teams. <laughs> They're both orange and from Ohio. Like, all right, it is what it is. If you look at the Browns' upcoming schedule, once Deshaun Watson gets back, it's a bunch of division games. There's the game with the Steelers. There's, an, there's another. There's a game with the Bengals. There's a game with the Ravens. Like it's it's a his first game back is against the Texans, a pluckier than they've been given credit for defense Texans. But he should. That's a pretty easy matchup. But then after that, it gets pretty tough if you start looking at the schedule here. So I think in the grand scheme of things, obviously Watson's a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. But I'm not convinced he will absolutely be a, this massive upgrade over Jacoby Brissett for this year for Amari Cooper. Yep, I agree with that. Jacoby but Brissett. if I'm trying to sell Amari Cooper, I can sell that dream. Yes. Hey, look, you know, like Put the guys. Put him in the deck. He, Deshaun Watson's right. coming. He's, he's, he's right. He's, he's, he's been awesome so far. Deshaun Watson's coming. You know, let's go. So, all right. Um, I, the only other thing I would say about this game here, you know, whatever. Nick Chubb is, is a superstar here. Um, uh, we're going to talk about Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, four for 81, yet another game over 70 yards for DPJ. Uh, so we'll talk about him coming up in waivers with wide receivers here. But we finally saw Dearness Johnson in this game. Yeah. And, and I think the reason is, is because it's been well-rumored, Kareem Hunt is on the block. He potentially could dr- get traded. He didn't do much in this game, you know, whatever, 72 total yards on 15 touches. Uh he didn't end up getting into the end zone. But again, Dearness Johnson could get that role if Kareem Hunt goes somewhere. Kareem Hunt looked to me like Kareem Hunt. Yep. And, and so we'll see if he ends up getting dealt. Yep. I think that the fact that the Browns won last night, I think that's going to hurt the chances that Kareem Hunt gets moved. Because if they went to 2-6, and six, then the season's over, then you're selling off. At the same time, maybe they move him anyway because you've got Dearness Johnson there and Nick Chubb is always going to be the guy. But And, by the way, Kareem Hunt is a free agent at the end of the season. Yep. Like, is the thought, hey, listen, yes, okay, we won, but it's still probably not our year. And either so, like, we could get some picks or something for Kareem Hunt. Like, we're not going to give him away. But because they'd get a compensatory tip pick if he goes in somewhere else in the offseason. But still, like, if you can beat a compensatory pick, why not? Because we're probably not going to resign him in the offseason. Yep. Kind of like the Browns 50 to 1 to win the AFC now. They just have so much upside because of Deshaun, who might be bad, but he might come back and he might be good. And they have so much talent around him, but you don't believe in that. Just like you didn't I, believe in my Atlanta Falcons at 12 I, to 1 to make the playoffs. I, that, one, that one's much, looking like a much better bet. I don't know. Um, the Browns are too. There's too much weirdness. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's too, too much of the. There's too many of the bottom Browns. of the but, AFC playoffs. But for, for whatever it's worth, whatever to, to win the AFC, like to make the AFC playoffs. I don't. But to win the AFC, they've got 50, so much only, talent. Here's what's weird: is to win the AFC, like the entire AFC. Yeah. 
to, to represent yeah, the, you've the, the, the the Buffalo AF, Bills at some point, right. probably. Like to me, fifty to one is actually bad odds. Like fifty I, to, me, to one, fifty to win the AFC to Deshaun beat the Bills. Watts, Deshaun Watson was like the third I, best quarterback in the dude, NFL. Dude, I get it, but like it. you're talking about, you're asking these guys to beat the Bills and the Chiefs, and like it's only fifty to one. The Browns are three and six. Uh, or three and five, I should say. They're three and five, and it's only fifty to one to win the entire to go to the Super Bowl as the AFC champion. Yeah. No, I think those are terrible odds. <laughs> okay, you're off. Right. I'm, I'll ride I'm with out the on that bet. I'll ride with the Cleveland Browns. Now let's you talk about ahead. some running backs on the wave of wire. And we should note we are in another Bimageddon. This yes. is another Bimageddon. Here's some of the running backs we'll be missing this week from action: Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, Christian McCaffrey, um, Nick Chubb, the aforementioned Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt. Uh, to the extent you've been using him, Melvin Gordon and, and uh, Latavius Murray. Saquon Barkley is out. Najee Harris is out. Like, it's a lot of big-name running backs uh, that may not be here. We don't know yet about Gus Edwards. John Harbaugh saying, like, it looks like a mild hamstring injury, but are they ever mild? Who knows, you know, in terms of Gus Edwards as well. So uh, there's a chance that, uh, that you need a running back this week. So we have some. And... I would divide this into sort of two categories. Do you need a running back this week, or are you, you know, as you enter week nine, are you, are you five and three? Are you six and two? Are you, you know, are you looking more towards the future, or are you like, I just need a warm body this week? Yeah, well, not necessarily a great matchup for this week, but potentially going forward is Kyron Williams, running back on the Rams, who plays at Tampa Bay. He's available in 55% of Yahoo leagues now. You gave it out early on Twitter that Ronnie Rivers was going to get extended run, and he did. He didn't yep. produce, but he did get the run. Is Kyron Williams a guy that you think should be owned everywhere? I certainly think he, he should be. The, the, the buzz, first off, to your point, no Rams running back has performed. We will see, like Cam Akers might be back in the mix if he doesn't get dealt as well. Obviously, Henderson got out-touched by my Ronnie Rivers, but Ronnie Rivers didn't do much with the opportunity here. They play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. And so Kyron Williams, who has been on the IR since the start of the season, but they love him, and he's available more than 50% of Yahoo leagues, has a chance to play this week, right? Last Wednesday, his 21-day activation window started. And so Kyron Williams has a shot to play against Tampa Bay. And the Buccaneers, which we thought coming to the season would be one of the best run defenses in the NFL, has just been absolutely dominated, right? They've given up 373 scrimmage yards to running backs over the last two games. They are last in terms of running back rush yards allowed. They're 28th in running back receiving yards allowed. And so whoever's the starting running back against the Bucks this week, I think has, is certainly flex viable. Maybe it'll be Ronnie Rivers, but we're hoping it's Kyron Williams. And if it's not Kyron Williams this week, it will be sooner rather than later. I definitely think he's worth a stash. They love him with a capital L in L.A. Yep. No, I like that. Now let's go to uh, another rookie running back who's certainly gotten some buzz in Isaiah Pacheco and also his running mate, Jarek McKinnon. Pacheco's available in 66% of leagues, McKinnon 93%. They play the Titans on Sunday night. And the Titans actually sneakily, now they have the number one rushing defense in the league by DVOA. So not the best matchup. At the same time, the Chiefs are massive favorites in that game. So what do you like in that running back situation? Yeah, I mean, I don't love anything. I think it's still going to continue to be the sort of the hot hand approach, though it's worth noting that Isaiah Pacheco seemed to get more run last week. Now, a lot of it came with a game out of hand. He, uh, sort of the last time the Chiefs played, right? Um, uh, they were on a bye this this past week. But when we saw them against San Francisco in week seven, he had the eight carries for 43 yards, but just a 30% snap rate, and a lot of his production came after the game was out of hand. Having said that, 
right? In every game that he's had at least eight carries, he's averaged over five yards per carry. He's looked the more effective running back to the eye test than Clyde Edwards-Elair. Um, I know they prefer McKinnon in a passing role. Uh, I think it's still going to be a hot hand approach, but to your point, they might be a, they might be blowing out Tennessee in the second half. Then they play the Jags, the, uh, the Chargers, and the Rams as well. So in a deeper league, just because there's a chance that Pacheco emerges as the guy for Kansas City, and if that were to happen, you'd want him. But right now it feels like a committee. just sort of gives you an idea of kind of like, we're not sifting through a ton here. You know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit bleak in the running back. I will say for deeper leagues, I do like Jarek McKinnon. He's led the Chiefs' backfield in snaps three straight games. He's had over 45 yards from scrimmage in two out of three. So in deeper PPR leagues, McKinnon might be a viable flex. I mean, again, he's running back 55 in fantasy points per game. I mean, you have to be digging pretty deep here on McKinnon. Yeah. But I, think- I, I just I like the player. Yes. I do too. I think with Isaiah Pacheco for this week, if you're looking for fantasy value, you're going to need him to put up like 10 points in the fourth quarter when they're up by 20. Just quickly while we're on Tennessee, and uh, this guy won't be available uh, in any league, but Derrick Henry is 30-1 to to an offensive player of the year. Derrick Henry. He's had 219 yards, two touchdowns. He's basically the joint favorite to lead the league in rushing. He's the entire identity of that offense. He's on pace for almost 2,000 yards. He's going to get more than 15 touchdowns. But isn't that usually a quarterback win? No, it doesn't. Offensive player of the year goes skill position the past three years it has. Now it's become an award where it's like, who's the best non-quarterback? Because MVP is a quarterback award. Just goes quarterback every time. So past three years, it's been been Cooper Cup. It's been Derrick Henry. been Michael Thomas. And I think right now now he is the best running back with how he's playing and if it goes running back or receiver i think derrick henry's huge it's 30 to 1 30 to 1 you like that more than the browns afc i definitely i definitely like that bet more um so yeah bet mgm use the promo code barry okay uh when you go there to uh to make that bet 30 to 1 on derrick henry offensive player of the year uh rashad white is sort of interesting as we talk about sort of insurance running backs again these are guys that like you're more stashing them Right, Dontrell, you mentioned Derrick Henry. Dontrell Hilliard is somebody that, if I had Derrick Henry as my lead running back, I'd want Dontrell Hilliard on my team. Same with Leonard Fournette. If I had Uncle Lenny, I would want Rashad uh, White, who's getting more and more work. Right, he's had seven or more touches now in five straight games. He's involved in the passing game. Three or more receptions in four of those games for Rashad White. They like him a lot in Tampa Bay. He's earned Tom's trust as well, and so the Buccaneers who have, you know, hopefully they've figured some stuff out, right? They, they're coming up the mini-bye. They had the Thursday night game last week. They're home to the Rams this week, then Seattle at Cleveland at New Orleans. Not a great schedule, but not one that scares you. And also, by the way, a, 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 uh, the kind of schedule where you could see some passing game usage as well. Again, he's a deeper flex play, but also would immediately become a top-10 running back if uh, anything happened to Leonard Fournette. Yep. Let's jump to uh, America's new nightmare, the Baltimore Ravens' backfield. Well, and let's talk about Kenyon Drake, who's a, a popular discussion uh, in our weekly waiver wire running back segment. John Harbour said that Gus Edwards, he has a hamstring injury, so he'll be day-to-day, probably. We'll see about the Monday night game. He'll have a chance. I mean, so what are so, you doing with Kenyon Drake? Yeah, and that's the Monday night game. That's the problem is you yeah. may not have an indication as to whether or not Gus Edwards is going to play. But if I needed a running back for this week, I think Kenyon Drake is probably the guy, right? He's had at least 11 touches in three straight games. He's scored a touchdown in two of those. He's had over 65 yards in two of those games here. Gus Edwards either won't be active or maybe less than 100% here. They like Kenyon Drake. Uh, and uh, the Saints, you know, the Saints are uh, giving up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing 
running backs in terms of, uh, I'm sorry, not the, not the ninth most. They're giving up the seventh most rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. I'm looking at my notes a little bit wrong here, so I apologize there. But the fact is, it's, like, it's not a scary matchup here uh, for Kenyon Drake. I'm not the biggest Kenyon Drake guy, <laughs> but like, if you need somebody on a good offense that's going to de- get a decent amount of touches this week, Kenyon Drake, who's Feels available like- in almost 70% of Yahoo leagues, I think is your guy for this week. Kenyon Drake is like a r- really wealthy man's Marlon Mack. Where he's wow. like doing the circuit, but he's actually vaguely useful. He's and, actually playing. Yeah, he's actually playing. Yeah. And uh, might be RB1. I, I miss my Marlon McIntosh. <laughs> yeah, where are you? Uh, let's move on to Caleb Huntley, who plays the Chargers this week. He's 96% available, Caleb Huntley, coming off a pretty strong game. Cordero Patterson is still on IR. Uh, Arthur Smith yesterday said he expects an update around that on Wednesday, tomorrow. But is Caleb Huntley the guy you want in Atlanta over Tyler Algier? I, I still think you, you prefer Algier, but there's no question that Huntley's getting work. It is a running back by committee on a very run-heavy team. He's now had 16 carries in two of the last three games, 16 for 91 last week in the game against Carolina, playing the Chargers this week who allow 6.1 yards per carry to opposing running backs. And so if Cordero Patterson does not get activated off the IR, he is eligible to return this week. We'll see, as you mentioned, Arthur Smith will get a, give us an update later this week. By the way, if somehow somebody dropped Cordero Patterson, worth checking in your league yep. to see if somebody did. Obviously, grab and stash him for whenever he comes back. But if Patterson is out for one more week, and I assume Algier is already rostered in your league, Caleb Huntley, who's available in 96% of Yahoo leagues, could be, you know, could be flex usable this week against the Chargers. Yep. All right, let's jump to Latavius Murray, who is on bye this Correct. week. So more of a longer-term outlook. But Latavius Murray in London had 14 carries, 46 yards, gets the touchdown, outrushes Melvin Gordon 14-9. So Latavius Murray, should, running back. Yeah, he should just he's, be owned in every league. As yeah, well. he's, he's a flex guy. Yeah, 1,000%. He, he just looks better, I think, than Melvin Gordon here. Mike Boone on IR, so it really is a two-headed monster. To your point, they are on a bye this week. You can't use them. But then they, and then they come back to play Tennessee, like a really good run defense. But uh, after that, Vegas and Carolina, so you like those matchups as well. Every game that he's played with the Denver Broncos, he's had at least 15 touches or a score. So they are using him in short yardage situations. And I thought, yeah, he looks better than Melvin Gordon. If you're looking for just sort of, again, we say this every week, but like you saw it this past week with, uh, with uh, Tony Pollard, right? We, we saw it with Deontay Foreman as well. Like these stash candidates, these backup running backs that we think are good and that we know would get the run if anything happened to the running back in front of them, whether they're, whether they're traded, whether they're hurt, what have you. But Alexander Madison, who, you know, when he starts for Dalvin Cook, he got four games like that last year, 21.7 fantasy points. Madison should be rostered because Dalvin Cook's rostered. Dalvin Cook has never played every game in an NFL season in his career. How about James Cook? Clearly seems like Cook has distanced himself from Zach Moss as the Devin Singletary backup as well. And, of course, Dearness Johnson, as we mentioned earlier in the show. If Kareem Hunt gets dealt, I think that's one of the reasons why you saw some Dearness Johnson last night. Yep, just quickly, I'd add Dontrell Hilliard if he's available. Derrick Henry is running it 32 times again. Like, it's absurd. And the more you run it, the more chance you do have to get hurt. All right, potential drops. Elijah Mitchell, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I mean, both guys. I mean, again, Elijah Mitchell... He's hurt, and when he comes back, he's merely going to be insurance for Christian McCaffrey. So there, and Chase Edmonds, right, hasn't had more than seven touches in a game since week number one. Played uh, under 30% of the snaps in four of the last five games. He's just not a part of this Dolphins offense. So, so yeah, by the way, when we get back, breaking news, uh, Adam Schefter just tweeting this out. Uh, the Lions are trading TJ Hawkinson 
to the Vikings. Wow. So breaking news there. Hawk, now a member of Minnesota, just in time to face my commanders. <laughs> Great, of course. Fantastic. We will break that down along with more waivers when we return on Fantasy Football Happy Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But I do think Foreman is like, is like very clearly the best running back in Carolina. And I'm, I guess I'm banking on him eventually taking over the primary uh, running back role. That's why I want him over Gus Edwards. Candy ranking. I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to waste people's time here. I'm sure. I'm sure, folks. I could do that on on Twitter and get roasted for it. But the, obviously, a hundred grand is at the top of the list. After our show, if you want more rock solid waiver wire advice, but maybe some questionable food takes from Danny Carter wearing a tie, oh, true. head to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash NFL on NBC. Roto World's Denny Carter is doing a live fantasy Q&A session at 1 p.m. Eastern, taking a ton of questions. Let's talk about TJ Hawkinson. He's got yeah. traded to the Vikings. He's been tight end four on the season, but does this give him even more upside? I don't know that it does. I, I will say that I think... Because what's more upside, right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, like... Tight end three? <laughs> right, I mean, I guess, right? I mean, like, he's clearly a locked-in uh, tight end starter for you. I think he's going to a better quarterback in Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, so far this season, 19% target share, two tight ends, two opposing tight ends, right? Irv Smith now has this high ankle sprain. He's out for multiple weeks. So I think you clearly can drop Irv Smith, except, like, in a deep, you know, dynasty league. But in redraft leagues... He's going to be out, and when he comes back, he's going to be backing up T.J. Hawkinson, who's you know obviously a real talent here. So it's a, but I don't know that he's going to be get a a massive upgrade just because the Lions were throwing a ton, and he's still Hawkinson's still got to compete with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen for touchdown targets, you know, for red zone targets. I, I think he's, I weirdly think this is about the same. You know, like, it doesn't improve his value. He's not leaping over Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey in the tight end rankings. He's, you know, in that next tier of elite fantasy tight ends. I do think this is pretty interesting on the Lions side of the ball. I don't think there's a tight end for the Lions that you're immediately rushing out to pick up. But I do think, like, 
for Amon Ross St. Brown, yep. who also, you know, uh, you know, in terms of the middle of the field, we could see Amon Ra return to sun god status, had a quiet day by his standards against the Dolphins this past week as well. So, uh, you know, I think this is a good move for the Vikings, and it's a great move, by the way, for Kirk Cousins, who's yep. been, you know, who's been what he normally is. Kirk Cousins, top 12 quarterback, right? It is a, a solid streaming uh, low-end QB1. I think this raises his floor, too. Yeah, maybe even good for Justin Jefferson as well. A bit less attention on him. I do The thing with the, the Lions, who are not a good team, and usually when a player goes to a better team, you're thinking it's going to increase their fantasy value. Well, Detroit projects as a, projected as a perfectly fine offense going forward. That's not the problem. It's their defense. And so I think Tarkinson probably gets less usage, maybe a little bit more touchdown potential, just playing in a slightly better offense but yeah it seems like it's going to be much the same yeah but you know obviously a, a big new uh you know big new toy for Kirk Cousins I think yep. that helps him and I think it certainly narrows the target tree in Detroit we'll see when it's gonna be a while before we see Jamison Williams so I think Amon Ross St. Brown I think hopefully we get more touches for DeAndre Swift you know I think you'll see both running backs get involved here as well and you know whatever Josh Reynolds continues to have you know Josh Reynolds. Josh can't Reynolds be killed. Type, you know, Josh Reynolds like Michael can't be, Myers. Him and him and uh, Khalif Raymond, right? Yeah. You know, getting uh, you know in deeper leagues, going to have deep league value. Okay, yeah. so that's T.J. Hawkinson. We will see trade deadline all the way up until four o'clock. Follow me and Jay on Twitter as we will react to these as it comes out after the show at Matthew Berry TMR at Croucher JD on the Twitter. All right, Jay, what are we doing now? Let's we jump into waivers for wide receivers. <laughs> Who are your top two favorite pickups this week? I mean, I think there's a clear, clear-cut favorite here. First off, you know, Rondell Moore to me, right? Rondell Moore, if you sort of look at the most added on Yahoo, like he's already been there. He's been, you know, he's been added in, uh, you know, over 4,000 leagues. Uh, by the way, and waivers haven't, haven't run. So that's just in what leagues that have, you know, weird systems or whatever. But uh, Rondell Moore, who's available in 65% of Yahoo leagues, to me is really interesting Seven for ninety-two on the and the touchdown on uh, eight targets last week as well. He's had at least eight targets. He's had at least six receptions in three of the last four games. We talked about this on fantasy football pregame. We've talked about him a lot. That once Robbie Anderson got more snaps and they were able to play Rondell Moore inside more with Hopkins obviously on the other side, that would benefit Rondell Moore, who's a player they really like, but needs to be in the slot uh, to be effective. Fifty-three percent of his routes this past week came from the slot up from just 17% the week before. I think full steam ahead. Nice schedule coming up here as well. Seattle, Rams, uh, Niners, Chargers. A lot of those teams you expect Arizona to have to throw against, and certainly none of them are elite slot-defending teams. Yep. Uh, Dwayne McFarland had a great tweet on Rondell Moore saying that he's participated in 95% of routes, routes, as you say in America, over the last four games. Eight-plus targets in three out of four games. And the Cardinals are terrible. It's a terrible team at the moment, and they're going to be throwing a lot. And with DeAndre Hopkins apparently just being back to peak DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to get the best corner uh, for teams that shadow. So huge upside with Rondell Moore. Uh, and so he slowly edges Josh Palmer. He does. Like, and you're like, why are we picking up Josh Palmer? Well, because Austin Eckler told us so. 
If I'm looking at our roster, just looking at the past of what's happened, um, you know, Josh has been playing a part in our uh, role, you know, or in our in our game. But I feel like he more so plays that that Mike Williams spot. If you you know, if you pay attention to anything that's going on with the Chargers, and so now that Keenan's back, you know, Josh is going to be back um, on the outside for us, you know, running down the field. Um, and we'll have Keenan back in the short intermediate, you know, doing his thing, man on man. And so I'm picking up Josh Palmer if I can. If he's out there, I'm picking him up. There you go, fantasy football analyst and star running back. RB1. Friend of the show. Analyst one. Uh, yeah, analyst one, RB1. Friend of the podcast, uh, Austin Eckler there. That was the definitive Austin Eckler interview that we did right here on Fantasy Football Happy Hour last Friday. You can go check that out wherever you get your podcast or on the new NFL and NBC YouTube channel where clips are always on demand as well. Josh Palmer has had six or more targets in four of the last five games. And so, as you just heard, he's going to play the Mike Williams role. We know Mike Williams is going to be out multiple weeks now with his high ankle sprain. And so, Josh Palmer, who's had seven career games with at least six targets... He scored at least 13 fantasy points in six of those seven games. We expect him to get six or more targets here, filling in for Mike Williams in a high passing volume offense. He's available in 75% of ESPN or Yahoo leagues. He's that too. You know what I spent 15 years saying uh, ESPN leagues. So you know what it is what it is. Um, but he's, he's for those a lot of people playing ESPN too. He's yeah. available in uh, 75% or probably around that uh, in uh, on ESPN as yeah. well. Okay, so, um, let's. Those are the those are the, that's the top two. Yeah. Tier. That's tier one. Let's look at the rest of the most added and dropped wide receivers on Yahoo. Okay. And what names jump out to you here outside of Rondell Moore and Josh Palmer? I don't understand why people are dropping uh, Wondell Robinson. I, I know it was a bad game this past week, but I'm hanging tough. I'm hanging tough with Wondell Robinson. I know he's on a bye this week, but I guess I'm sort of hanging tough with him. Listen, in terms of the drops, makes sense with Goodwin now that Metcalf is back. Um, uh, I hear you with Sammy Watkins. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone picked up Sammy Watkins only <laughs> to drop him. Um, uh, two that sort of jumped out to me is like, really, guys? Is Rashad Bateman and George Pickens? Like, uh, again, if I need to, if I need the roster spot and I need to win now, I get it because Bateman's going to be out multiple weeks here with his injury. But I do think there's upside in terms of his talent and the quarterback. Same with George Pickens. We've seen the upside of uh, of George Pickens as well, and I get it. Kind of a certainly wasn't a great game this past week and he's on a bye this week but I do think if you have the roster spot I think the upside of Robinson Bateman Pickens is worth stashing and holding on to if you can on the other side in terms of the added names there you know a couple of interesting names obviously Rondell Moore and Josh Palmer we already talked about here how about you know Darnell Mooney obviously he's not available in 50% of Yahoo leagues so he's not on our sort of list but if he is still out there in your league, yeah, he, we, should be he should be rostered in you know a lot of leagues. The the Justin Fields of the Bears offense has figured out how to be competent. The other name that sort of jumps out that to me in terms of the added is how about Garrett Wilson? Yep, you six know, receptions, seven targets, 115 yards against the Patriots. One of the lone bright spots. It looks like if, uh, if Zach Wilson, obviously he's going to throw a lot to the other team too. But if he's throwing to his team, Garrett Wilson's clearly the the wide receiver that you want. Team high 20% target share from Zach Wilson so far this year. He looks at Garrett Wilson like he's a neighborhood mom. There you know what go. I mean? Like there he wants go. to like you know right. like kind of zero in. <laughs> on Garrett Wilson. Uh, meanwhile, Elijah Moore, 
Lajmore is just like, you know. He's a neighborhood dad. Yeah, exactly. That's Wilson. exactly what he is. He's yeah. not, not interested at all. Like, he's just right. Exactly. He's, uh, you know, I love the quote from Elijah Moore. Like, what's your chemistry like with, you know, with Zach Wilson? I don't know. I never got the ball. <laughs> yeah, that was like, hilarious. Freaking yeah. amazing. We will see if Elijah Moore gets dealt by 4 o'clock today. But, you know, they're, they're designing runs for Garrett Wilson as well. So, talented player who's getting a lot of targets. That's somebody who needs to be rostered in more leagues. He's available in 52%. Yeah. Of the leagues as well. Any interest in Romeo Dobbs? Little uh, renaissance for Romeo Dobbs. Oh, he God. had maybe the best catch of the entire weekend uh, with that catch against Buffalo, uh, the touchdown in, uh, with the deep ball from Rogers. Any hope that he's still the, could be the guy for Green? Yeah, Bay? I mean we'll see about Alan Lazard, but they're playing Detroit this week, so you yeah. like that matchup quite a bit as well. He's got an 18% target share so far this season, and in games. There's four of them. In games which he's gotten at least six targets, he's averaging over 14 fantasy points per game. 57% of the Packers' air yards on Sunday night came via Romeo Dobbs. And yes, that catch only helps increase the confidence that Aaron Rodgers has in Romeo Dobbs. So sort of interesting there. And you know what? I mentioned this earlier in the show, but Donovan Peoples-Jones now has at least 70 receiving yards in four of the last five games. He's a deep threat on a team that's going to get Deshaun Watson back as its quarterback here. And so on a bye this week, again, you'd have to be in a little bit more of a deeper league for DP, DPG, but DPJ, I'm having trouble speaking today. <laughs> not my day. Today is uh, not my day. He's, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is somebody that I think is under a lot of people's radar as well. You, yeah. know who's, you know who's had a, uh, a kind of a, a renaissance? Yes, who's had a renaissance. Matthew. Under P.J. Walker? Yeah, the, uh, the great Marshall Terrace Jr. Marshall Jr. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did a bit of work against the Falcons. Obviously, D.J. Moore is the big story, but Terrace Marshall Jr. went a bit under the radar. He's available in 99% of leagues, so he's worthwhile. You know, I mean, he got nine targets yeah. you know, in this game, 447. He's playing nearly 90% of the snaps in the two games in which P.J. Walker has been under center. So, yeah, this is somebody that was a second-round pick you know, not that long ago for the Carolina Panthers. Had a tough year last year in Carolina, but who among us did not? Right? I mean, you know, like the, the Panthers as a whole. And so new head coach, new quarterback, you know, maybe Ben McAdoo, not under Matt Rule's rule. Mm. Uh, so, yes. you know. I, I, yeah, it's yeah, a good one. Uh, yeah. My it's, point is. It's is not that, a wasteland anymore in Carolina. No, not necessarily. Not. No, it is throwing the ball 70 yards through the air into they, the end zone. They, I mean, they should have won that game. They really should have won, won that, won that game. game. I yeah. feel so bad for them. Like, And by the way, I don't know if anyone's been talking about this. DJ Moore did not take off his helmet in the field of play. Yeah. He was so out stupid. of the he he was out of the end zone. The rule says in the field, I believe. You know what I mean? Like the NFL, I know the NFL clarified that it still counts, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. And uh, It's a dumb rule. Yeah. As someone holding a 20 to 1 Panthers NFC South ticket, I certainly agree with your interpretation yeah. of the rule. One uh, one name that we didn't talk about who was on the most dropped list on Yahoo is Hunter Renfro. See, is, is he ready to? I mean, it's, it seems remarkable after the year that he had last year, but is he just dumps Phil now? For me, he is. He's had one game this year. He's had one game, Jay, where he's had double-digit fantasy points. Yeah. Right? He's he's had under thirty yards in three or five uh, games so far this year, and the Raiders are either running heavy with Josh Jacobs or just not doing anything at all. I mean, Derek Carr looked awful. I mean, somehow Derek Carr managed to sink Devonte Adams' fantasy value against a banged-up Saints secondary this past weekend. So. I yeah, mean, I, the, I just the right. I, I mean, like Devontae Adams didn't do do Devon, in a game in which the Raiders were trailing significantly. 
and there was no Darren Waller, and Devontae Adams isn't doing anything, Hunter Renfro still can't do anything, you know, uh, amazing. Yeah. They, uh, they had 1.6 fantasy points in week eight. What are we waiting for? Yeah. They did not cross midfield until three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Raiders' offense. It's a disaster. Remarkable. Okay. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk quarterbacks. We're going to have Andy Reid weigh in on candy and costumes. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have like a costume maybe growing up that you remember? I know you were a big kid. And then maybe uh, uh, some candy that's your favorite one. It's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got two favorite candies for sure. Uh, yeah, peanut Coated M and M's. I mean, I, I love those peanut M and M's actually. And then uh, Mr. Goodbar. It seems like every time I walk by Mr. Goodbar, he calls me, you know, and says, "Andy, come eat me." And so uh, I very seldom pass those up. Um, the costume that I remember most is probably a Batman costume, which, uh, as a portly kid, that was probably not a good look, but I felt like it was. I felt like I could fly. Andy Reid. As Batman, probably not of the Christian Bale variety. No, probably not. Probably like kind of you know um, trade show Adam West, you know (laughs) version, you know like sort of Comic Con Adam West version of like you know. Remember twenty five years ago when I was Batman? You know he's a little yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's in uh, Andy Reid's future if uh, you get sick of winning Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. Let's talk about some quarterbacks. Sure, available on the waiver wire. Yeah, no Dak Prescott this week again. It is buy him again. So. You know, it's it's not a bad week, but, you know, if you've been using Daniel Jones, no Dak Prescott this week as well. Russell Wilson uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo both out, as is Jacoby Brissett and Kenny Pickett. So, you know, it's it's a pretty good bye week for quarterbacks, uh, generally speaking, because most of those guys other than Dak you're not really using. Daniel Jones maybe, but, um, but if you need a quarterback, yeah. we have some options for you, and somehow... I don't understand this because I feel like we keep talking about him every single week, but somehow Justin Fields is still available in almost 60% of Yahoo leagues. He's on the season. He's the 11th best quarterback in fantasy so far. He's coming off of a game against the Cowboys, a really good Cowboys defense, where he finished his QB3. 
Like, the rushing is so real, Jay. Yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. I would project him as a borderline top 10 quarterback going forward. Like, right now he's behind Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota in terms of his ranking on the season. I think that he'll probably jump all of those guys because he's 11th and trending in the right direction. And if you look at the stats, the, the more designed runs, that's really inflating his fantasy value. And just also just watch his play. He just looks like a completely different player to who he was in the first three games yeah. as we look at some of his splits. First three games versus last five games. Uh, and the fancy points uh, have skyrocketed from 9.3 in the first three games to 19 per game in the last five. And he's just doing it across the board. The passing is up from 99 yards per game to 180, throwing more touchdowns, uh, and he's more than doubled his rushing yards per game. He's had four straight weeks as a top 12 fantasy quarterback, three straight games with over 60 rushing yards and over 18 fantasy points as well, to your point. It just, there seems to have been a, you know, a light switch go on with, with him. And so the fact that they're using him on more design runs, the fact that he is more confident as a passer, the fact that um, the Bears trading away Roquan Smith, and you're like, well, why do we care about a linebacker? Well, their defense is going to be worse. That's, yep. That is not a move that helps your defense no. if you're the Chicago Bears. And so it means like they'll be in more game scripts like they were on Sunday against the Cowboys where – hey, we've got to start throwing, we've got to start generating offense as well. So, yeah, Justin Fields should be rostered in a lot more leagues. I think he's a viable QB1 the rest of the way. Uh, he's available in 60% of Yahoo leagues. Speaking of running, speaking of quarterbacks that it's not always pretty, but because of the rushing, they have a high floor and they are fantasy viable, Marcus Mariota, who plays the Chargers this week, right? Uh, last week, QB11, I'm sorry, on the season, QB11, QB7 last week as well. He's had more than 17 points in three or four games. He's had at least 40 yards rushing in all those games, Jay. And here was crazy. He threw the ball 28 times. Unbelievable. I mean, they were down uh, for periods, uh, but still to get the 28 passing attempts, three passing touchdowns, which is the most that he's had all yeah. season. Uh, and he still gets the 43 rushing yards, which is so key. So Marcus Mariota on the suddenly uh, playoff relevance, Atlanta Falcons in sole possession of first place uh, in the NFC South. So I think it's, this is just what Marcus Mariota is going forward. And also now I think we're at the point where I kept on waiting for, uh, for him to hear the knock on the door from Desmond Ritter. Sure. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Like they're, they're in first place in the division. Yeah, they've got a legit chance to win the division. So, yeah. I mean, they, like if they, which is insane, but like if they were whatever, if they were two and six, you know, then they would, if they were two and six, then you, maybe it's Desmond Ritter. Let's see what the kid has, but you're right. I mean, yep. They're right in the thick of, uh, of getting a playoff yeah. win here. Let's talk about another guy in the playoff mix all of a sudden, much to my chagrin. Hail the commanders, Taylor Heineke, the 4-4. Four and four. They're tied Never for the last wildcard spot with the 49ers. I mean, look, look at the same record as the 49ers. Which is insane, but guess what? You think about this, the Minnesota Vikings, they play the Commanders this week, and what they do? They're like, we're nervous. We've got to go <laughs> give up a bunch of, we got to go get TJ Hawkinson. We've got to give up a bunch of picks because we're nervous. <laughs> they're nervous about the Commanders. They're, uh, they're very nervous about the, uh, the Commanders here. He, he's had two starts this year, Taylor Heineke is. He's averaging over 18 fantasy points per game. He's had over 30 pass attempts per game. They're running the same offense. This is an offense that under Carson Wentz was top 10, borderline top 5 in terms of pass attempts. Like, it's going to be a pass-heavy offense. It's going to be an aggressive down-the-field offense as well. And so Heineke, who's got a little bit of wiggle to him, a little bit of uh, rushing upside as well, 29 rushing yards and a touchdown last week as well. I think he is uh, a viable streamer this week against a Vikings defense 
that struggles. When we come back, more tight end talk. There you go, tight end waivers when we return on Fantasy Football Happy Hour. All right, a reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news and injury updates delivered right to your phone. And also, we didn't cover defenses in today's show, but if you're looking for defense special team streamers, check out Gary Davenport's Getting Defensive article on rotoworld.com. Right. Let's talk. And Denny Carter does his waiver wire show on YouTube. You can check that out. Denny does a great job as well, our friend Denny Carter. You can follow him on Twitter at CDCarter13. We're always supposed to do a Denny Carter promo, and then we always warn wrong and it always gets bumped. And that's why you saw the clip of Denny earlier in the show. But just don't want to give... Now we've given him two, which means we can blow him off next yeah, week. We're out. good. All right, we'll there you see go. See you in 2023, uh, Denny Thank Carter. you, exactly, Let's Denny jump Carter. into waiver-wide tight ends. And let's start off with Greg Dolchich, who's on a bye this week. But given what he's done, I think he needs to be uh, rostered everywhere. Every week that he's played since he returned, he's been a top-12 fantasy tight end. He's averaging over 60 yards in three games since he came off the IR with a... Uh, 18% target share, Jay, and just an athletic guy that I know they like a lot in Denver. Just a body yeah, as just, well who can just, do stuff yeah, in the just, Denver offense. Right, and we're looking for guys like that because they don't have many. No, they don't have don't. many. So, yeah, Greg Dulcich, uh let's ride. Yep. Uh, he would be the number one guy. But, again, if you need somebody this week, he's not going to play because no. the Broncos are on a bye. So is Evan Engram. Is he the guy who's had six targets his past four games and uh, had a great fantasy game uh, against – uh, the Broncos in London. Gets he's the had a 20% down. target share better in three of the last four games. He's the seventh best tight end in fantasy on a points-per-game basis over the last month as well. So, yeah, it does seem to be developing a connection with Trevor Lawrence. We talked about this in the preseason. Ingram was on one of those deep sleeper lists for me because it's just like, again, if you look at what Peterson has done as a head coach when he was with the Eagles, a lot of Zach Ertz, a lot of Dallas Goddard. So, yes, Evan Ingram is getting a bunch of love from the Jacksonville Jaguars. One last one here for me, and that's Isaiah Likely. Yes. Who you know I love. Like, this is a guy we talked about all preseason, and finally, he looked like that guy yeah. filling in for Mark Andrews. We don't know if Mark Andrews is going to play. It's, it sounds like he, he avoided serious injury, but there's a chance he Isaiah Likely plays this week and Andrews sits because the Ravens are on a bye next week. So, Likely, who did, you know, six for 77 and a touchdown on eight targets, filling in for Andrews last year. You know what? I mean, yeah, give me some uh, Isaiah Lovely. Some Isaiah Lovely, yeah. yeah. Mark Andrews is definitely out there, likely as a guy you probably definitely want to start as a tight end one, pretty much. I mean, yeah. six for 77 he, with a touchdown. He would make the love list if Andrews was out, but just we've seen the upside. He's already rostered in every dynasty league as well he should be. but Could also uh, provide some value if Mark Andrews is still there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like should. this is an emergency. Like, again, Rashad Bateman's out for the yeah. next couple of weeks. They're looking for pass catchers to emerge. I don't know that how likely, you know, I don't know how you can ignore what Likely did last week as well. Finally, James Mitchell, if you're picking up a lot, if you're in a super deep league and you're looking for somebody, I think James Mitchell will be the guy for the Lions as well. So that's a guy, certainly in tight end premium leagues, he's worth a flyer. All right, it's closing time. So listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So for Jay Croucher, I'm Matthew Berry. Good luck on waivers tonight. We're back right here tomorrow at noon on Peacock. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.